Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This episode deals with serious and distressing content. Listener discretion is advised. It was about 10 feet away from me and staring straight at me like like it had been waiting for me. I just remember coming to in the fetal position with this thing trying to chew my head off. This is How I Survived. Stories of everyday people and how they survived against the odds. I'm your host, Beth Young. You know, am I going to die or what? I mean, I, I look back at it now and I thought, you know, how did I ever survive that? I think that I probably survived for a reason. How I survived. A beautiful summer's day in the Sequoia Mountains, California, 58-year-old Elena Hansen was half-submerged in an icy stream on her ranch, scooping out rocks and gravel lodged in her spring box, a contraption which collects water and filters it down to her house. After unseasonable torrential rain, it was clogged with debris. It was back-breaking work, but that was the least of Elena's worries. She had no idea she was being watched. I had started out quite early because it gets very hot up here. And I'd been working for about two or three hours standing up to my chest in icy spring water when I realized my legs had gone numb. (laughs) So I took a step out to warm up and look around, and it was just one of those idyllic days, you know, with the birds chirping and the little bugs flitting about and the water gurgling in the creek. And I looked around expecting to see these Walt Disney bluebirds, you know, and What I got was a bear, (laughs) a bear. It was about 10 feet away from me and staring straight at me like, like it had been waiting for me. And I had only about enough time just to go, oh no, to myself. Like this sort of a sad admission of, oh God, is this how it's gonna end? Crouched down, muscles tensed and coiled, ready to spring, the black bear caught Elena's gaze for a mere fraction of a second. I knew exactly what was going to happen, and it did. And the thing was on me. Within a half a second of making eye contact, I really don't remember the actual impact. I just remember coming to, in the fetal position, in the wet sand with this thing that had grabbed me by the ears and bit into my face and was sitting on me trying to chew my head off. So it took me maybe five or 10 seconds to, you know, grasp what was actually happening to me. Like, you're being eaten by a bear. So this is what it feels like to be eaten by a bear. It's not what you're expecting when you get up in the morning. (laughs) 
Launching at Elena's 48-kilo frame, the bear had bit into her scalp, slashing her face with its sharp claws and stripping her cheeks into ribbons. Elena could hear herself being torn apart, the crackle of sinew separating from meat and bone as the bear shook its head violently. You know the sound when you bite into a stalk of celery? That's what it sounded like inside Elena's head. The horror of the situation was just overwhelming, and it hurt, obviously, like hell. Uh, And I didn't really have a plan of attack. I was just numb. But I realized, as this thing was eating me, I'm going through this mental calculus, trying to decide whether or not I want to survive this. I knew what I was in for if I did survive it. And the damage was being done to my head and my face, my identity. And, you know, it's like, do you want to survive and look like a freak? Plus, you know, whatever rehabilitation you have to deal with. So I'm weighing this against this growing sense of outrage. Like, do you know who I am, Bear? Do you have any clue who you're eating? It had bitten into my eye. I heard my eye squish. And then, you know, it was like sitting on my head, grinding me into this sharp rock. I could feel my flesh bursting, you know, where the rocks had cut into me. Deciding to open her other eye to make sure she wasn't trapped inside a vivid nightmare, with her cheek pressed to the sand, Elena saw what looked like little pieces of red and white chewing gum dropping in front of her. It took me a moment to realise that Those were my teeth. This bear was spitting out my teeth. Its eyeball was right next to mine, you know, like as close as a kiss. And I looked into this blank, malevolent, emotionless thing, and it was so businesslike, I was just lunch to this, that that's when the anger kicked in. And I went, no, no, you do not get to do this, you know, and... I have two choices. The first is I can either just lie back and let you eat me or I can fight back. And I think the anger, or maybe it was vanity, I'm not sure which, uh, propelled me. And I realized that my elbow and thumb of one arm were kind of out in front of me and free. And I thought, oh, you know how there's like a natural human inclination not to gouge somebody in the eyeballs. It's just too grotty. But (laughs) this is your only chance, Elena. You've got to do this. So I took all of my strength and I kind of reared back on my shoulder and then I just jabbed at that eyeball as hard as I could with my thumbnail. And then I jabbed it again. And the bear let go of my face long enough for me to yell for my dogs who were sleeping around the bend in the sand in the creek bed. Knowing that her new rescue dog, Deke the Mastiff, and her old faithful friend, R.K. the Wolfhound, would come to her rescue as soon as they heard her voice, Elena blacked out. I woke up and I heard this screaming and growling and grunting and fighting and kind of thing. And I had my Irish Wolfhound who is huge, and my English master, who's also huge, and the bear were all on top of me. And there's blood and fur and screaming and teeth and claws and me underneath all of this, bleeding out. I thought, well, this is your big chance. You better take it. 
I could see the bear was tearing out my mastiff's stomach and it was screaming. And this dog, I had just gotten him about a month before. He was a rescue from a dog fighting operation. And the sweetest guy, he didn't want to fight. You know, I thought if this dog, who barely even knows you, is noble enough to come to your aid and die to give you a chance to escape, the least you can do is get up and try to get out of there. Scrambling to her knees, Elena found her feet, sucked in a deep breath through the hole that was her nose, and clambered over the fighting mass beneath her. Staggering away barefoot, her heavy leather shoes lost in the scuffle, she didn't look back. She couldn't have if she wanted to. Her contact lenses hadn't survived the attack. And blood obscured any vision left in the eye the bear hadn't chomped on. I just had to focus. And I knew I had to focus or I wouldn't survive it. I was afraid the bear was going to you know, get distracted and come right after me. So I had to hurry to get out of there. But I couldn't see and it was slippery and steep. I was able to get, I'd say, about 30 or 40 yards away, and I was confronted by a ravine, which is full of, oh God, brambles and thorny cactuses, but I had to go through it to get down to the pond, to get to the trail, to get to the path back up to my car, to get down off the mountain and maybe get to the fire station. So I, I started, climbing through this stuff and quickly realized that was trapped and I was in the middle of rattlesnake territory without my shoes and oh god I've escaped a bear apparently only to be trapped in this you know mass of wood and brambles and I can't get out I was just so frustrated and upset but I screamed out to the heavens a word I will not use and I could hear it reverberating down the canyon and into the valley below. And all I could think of was, I hope somebody down here hears this and takes it seriously. Like a woman possessed, Elena kicked the bush with her bare feet in a frenzied rage. But it was no use. The scrub was too thick. Then, just when Elena thought she was a goner, she heard something else ploughing through the brambles. Apparently, my wolfhound, having heard me yelling and being used to my gleeful use of profanity, probably thought I was calling him home to dinner. <laughs> he came crashing up the ravine through all of these brambles. So I put my hand on the wolfhound's head and he cleared a path for me to get down to the pond so I could orient myself. Catching the pond scent, Elena knew where she was. She'd trudged this path a hundred times before. It was hot and steep at the best of times, but she could navigate it blindfolded. RK had got her this far. Now the rest was up to Elena. At some point, he left to go back and join his buddy because I could hear the mastiff and the bear still up the mountain screaming at each other. And uh, I went, you know, you've got to just start walking and keep on walking and don't faint and stay as focused as you can. So I did. I started walking up the hill. It's probably a half a mile from where the attack was and then another half a mile back up to where the car was parked. Passing out now would be a death sentence. Elena would bleed out. So she put one foot in front of the other and just kept on going. 
Despite the state she was in, all alone on the mountain, face ripped off by a bear, she had to get to her car and drive to the fire station. With blood pouring into her eyes, she'd be driving blind. Being so remote, thankfully, the likelihood of crashing into another vehicle was slim. Careening off a cliff was an entirely different matter, though. I somehow made that, got into the car, (laughs) had to get off the mountain, which is like a four-mile drive down a suggestion of a logging road that's all rutted out and washed away from the floods. Just before I got to the fire station, I allowed myself one look in the rearview mirror to see, you know, what had happened. And, oh, my God, it was so bad. I, you know, I could see my bright green eyes, and I could see the white of my baseball cap, which was still on my head. I couldn't believe my baseball cap was still on my head after all that. And then, you know, the the red of my blood. And later on, I realized that wasn't my baseball cap at all. It was my scalp hanging off. But anyway, the whole effect was pretty grotesque. Uh, There's pictures all over the internet of what I looked like. You can't even tell that's a human being. It looks like a lump of hamburger, pretty much. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, these guys are going to take one look at me and faint. And I'm sorry, but a fainted fireman is of absolutely no use. So I um, kind of spun into the driveway, got out of the car, and uh, I yelled, honey, I'm home. Well, it didn't sound like that. I was like, because my nose had been torn off and my lips had been torn off and and I came in and one of them caught me and held me up. This one kid was kind of propping me up from back and another guy is holding me so I don't pitch forward. And I thought, how often does a girl get to be the filling of a fireman sandwich? This is pretty cool. <laughs> but I really couldn't enjoy it at the time. Hang on, hun. You're doing great. One of the sweet young firemen consoled Elena. They both knew that wasn't the case. But as he was about the same age as her son Alec, who'd just finished college, Elena felt like she should be comforting him. I said, relax, honey. I promise I'm not going to die on your floor here. And I'll wait till I get in the helicopter so you don't have to deal with the paperwork. <laughs> he kind of laughed and I snorted through my blowhole. <laughs> it's a nice moment. As they were loading me into the helicopter, you know, I was trying to come up with just the exact right word for my final message to my son, whom I adore. And I asked the fireman if he could please just tell Alec, my kid, that he was loved and thank him for being such a good friend and companion over the years. And even as I said it, I was hating myself for being so inarticulate and having such a cliche as my last my last message to him. The next thing I remember was this beautiful baritone offering me drugs. <laughs> I went, hell yes, son, keep them coming. And it was really, it seemed very unfair to me because I've always wanted to hire a helicopter to fly over the southern sequoias where I live here so I can see it from the air. And, and I thought, how unfair is this that I'm finally getting my helicopter ride and I can't see it and I can't appreciate it because it hurts. I mean, it really hurt. I likened it to being smacked in the head by an anvil. But, you know, mercifully, uh, the nerves having been ripped apart, a lot of the, the pain dissipated. It was just this overwhelming ache, like a really cold, 
cold pain. Reaching the hospital, Elena couldn't believe she'd made it this far. I didn't believe I was able to pull it off. When it put me on the gurney and I realised that I had done everything I could and now it was up to the pros. I was either going to live or not and these might well be my final moments on this planet. But I just said, job well done, girl. <laughs> to myself as giving me the anesthesia to put me out. And no one could tell because my lips had been torn off in the attack, but I went down smiling. Coming to in hospital some 10 hours later, Elena touched her fingers to her face, exploring, more curious than horrified. You know, there was a lot of pain, but I could feel with my hands that the contours were still basically there. I thought that I had broken my neck in the attack because I heard this and apparently my neck had not been broken, although my jaw had and the orbit of my uh, eye had been partially eaten and crashed in. I'd lost 14 teeth, a good segment of my left cheekbone, but I was still there and my brain still worked and I was really reassured. And when they finally brought me a, a mirror and said, do you want to see yourself? I said, well, yeah. And all these people gathered around me, you know, like I, there was a sense of expectation. So I said, I'm ready for my close-up, Mr. DeMille. So they hand me the mirror and I looked at myself, but they not only put me back together, they put me back together in recognizable form. And I was so impressed at the work. I looked like nothing so much as this exquisitely executed patchwork quilt with thousands of little tiny stitches all over my face. And I said, oh my God, you guys did such a good job. And I could literally hear everybody's jaw dropping to the floor and funk. The bear had also destroyed the bridge of Elena's nose, much of her upper gums and palate, and torn off her ears and lips. But she was alive, and now she just wanted to hug her baby. Her son Alec had just graduated college and recently revealed to his mum that he'd taken up mixed martial arts and won his first series of professional cage fights. He was, you know, rightly proud of himself for his accomplishments and she took one look at me and says, damn it, mom, you just couldn't let me have the glory, could you? You had to one-up me one more time. Laughing hurt like hell, but Elena couldn't help it. She'd just shown her boy who the real badass in the family was. Hilariously, Alec had been in an acting class when he'd heard the horrific news. He had been in an improv class in North Hollywood uh, at the time and was on stage doing whatever his skit was. And he said, oops, gotta go, my mom got mauled by a bear. <laughs> and everybody applauded him for uh, nailing the scene, apparently. We had a really jolly time sitting there bantering with each other and all the uh, all the grief counselors and the nurses and were just was kind of agog at how could you be so cheerful after this horrendous thing? The one thing that really, really was hurting and nagging at me was was my dogs because God, they were such lovely dogs and I adored them both and I, you know, both of them had, to my knowledge, sacrificed their lives to save mine. 
And uh, I didn't want to confront it, but I finally had to ask my son, you know, are the dogs, did they survive? And he goes, oh, yeah, they're home. They came back by themselves, and you know, we gave them some antibiotics and hosed them down, and they're fine. <laughs> Incredibly, within 36 hours of the attack, Elena had discharged herself from hospital. I realised I had to get out of there. There were, like, every news copter and you know, news team and camera crews and sound crews were in the hallways and clogging things up. And I went, you know, they've stabilized me. I can take pain pills at home. I, I really don't want to be down here. Get me out of here. So they snuck me out the back entrance to the VIP entrance down in the parking structure. And as we drove away, I looked back and I could see like a hundred news people and their cameras all camped out on the lawn. But uh, when I got home, there were the dogs just playing in the yard and oh man, there were a lot of tears. It was really sweet. For a year and a half after the attack, until her jaw was rebuilt, Elena had to eat through a straw. Now, more than a decade on, after more surgeries than she can count, looking at her, it's hard to believe a bear ripped off her face. If you could see me today, even just a year or two after the attack, I could pass in public and nobody would really notice unless I drew attention to it, you know, or mentioned it. Plus, you know, I'm like almost 70 at this point, so it doesn't really matter, but I just look like your basic little old lady on the street. It's really cool. It's also pretty amazing that Elena still lives and works on her ranch. And she's not scared of bears, just more cautious. She'll never work outside without her trusty dogs either. But sadly, RK and Deke are no longer with her. Wolfhounds, mastiffs are giant breeds and they don't live very long. So they got another four or five good years out of it. And boy, did those guys get a lot of roasts and steaks. Elena's determination and her brave dogs saved her life that day. But it took a team of incredible emergency service workers and medical staff to put her back together again. Almost a hundred or more people, complete unknown strangers to me, came together as a team to reassemble me and save my life. And every time I think about that, it's so humbling that my feeling is, Anytime anybody wants to hear the story or asks me to speak, I'm more than happy to. It's, you know, my way of saying thank you. What happened to me is like one of mankind's most primal nightmares, being eaten by a wild beast. When every generation, there are storytellers who get really amazing stories dropped in their lap. And that was mine. So, you know, especially when I talk to groups like, you know, cancer kids or veterans or, you know, just people on the street or people who come up to me in the grocery store and say, aren't you the bear lady? It's like, yeah. And I want you to know that if somebody like me can do it, so can you. You'd be amazed what you can do if you have to, you know, but you have to do something. You know, the key to surviving is it doesn't matter what you do. Just start the ball rolling, do something, and then improvise as you go along. Then you never know where it's going to end up, but it's better than lying there and letting something eat your head off. Elena's book, Chomp, 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 How I Survived a Bear Attack and Other Cautionary Tales, is available at Amazon. 
If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe so you don't miss more incredible stories of survival. And of course, if you like what you hear, please leave us a review. It really helps. Next time. I heard bang, 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 bang. And then I just started seeing people drop. I felt a bullet go straight over my head all of a sudden. Then it was just, it was absolute pain. It was so hot, like someone had just poured boiling lava right over me. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.